welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. What's up, Kiki? Hey, Kiki. How are you, sis? Today has been a day. What's been going on? Today today? has been a day. We're going to move forward. (laughs) I've been fighting. I've been fighting uh, plastic. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's the time of the month. Listen, I have a beef with the pain reliever companies, right? Like, if I'm in pain, I don't want to fight with your plastic to get to the good stuff that I need to no longer be in pain. <laughs> um, and I just have a real problem with that because, like, for example, Midol, right? Um, <clears throat> a lot of times when you do the online shopping because you don't feel good and whatnot, they have the, the the square box, right? Not the one that's in the bottle. The square box. Well, the square box got this. It's got this packaging, and I just want the drugs because I'm in pain. <laughs> I don't want to fight the plastic. I'm sorry. I've been attacking this plastic with a freaking box cutter because I just want the drugs. Oh yeah, you're talking about the actual I thought you were like talking about having a bottle that you have to fight with. No. Um you're dealing with the plastic that is actually in where you have to like it says it has a tab on it. The, but tab, the tab don't really work. The tab breaks before you get to the pills. <laughs> so now I'm still fighting with plastic. Um I'm bleeding. I'm cramping. I'm cranky and I can't get to the pills. Um, that's been my day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. We should not have to deal with that, especially at this time. It's too much trouble. And then somebody was like, well, you know, they did it to protect them kids. Man, F them kids. I need my drugs. <laughs> People get so offended when we say F them kids. I saw a whole post about that. Like people were like, I think it was a lady. She was like, if you're saying F those kids, this is, this is mentally damaging to them or something, some, something along those lines. People in the comments were like, no, people that say F them kids are actually taking care of their kids. They just sick of them. <laughs> I'm like, I can't argue with I'm that. My nephew this argue with like, it. shut up. <laughs> Today is probably not the day. Um, <laughs> how's your day going? <laughs> um my day's fine last week uh I told you before I actually got back into my website which is a big feat for me especially mm-hmm. having to talk to just chat agents instead of an actual person on the phone um yeah I've been through so many of them and for them they send me the email that says that my website is back up and it's working I was like thank you thank you because y'all don't know how much I really wanted to cuss y'all out, but I couldn't do it over text because it doesn't have the same effect. 
<laughs> I will send you an invoice. Yes, I will do it. And I will send you an invoice. Fix my website and somebody give me a new logo. That's it. I'll pay. I don't mind. But I can't do it. Yeah. Um, I already been through all that. The logo. I just did it myself, but I know you ain't got the patience. You'd be like, nah, somebody come get it for me. Get somebody else to do it. But yeah. So this guy, he was picking on me because um, I admit I'm not a chef. I don't like cooking. I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy eating, but I don't enjoy cooking. Baking, I kind of enjoy baking, but the thing about baking is like there's always so many um, utensils and bowls and stuff that you use. You feel like you wash the dishes for forever when you bake anything. Um, cookies is probably right. the one thing that I can get away with, but other than that, like that's the reason why I don't like baking because you, you just use too many things. Like a cake, I kiss my it. ass. Um, but <laughs> cooking. Um, I don't enjoy it. I don't. Can I cook? Absolutely. My mom be like, I don't. I don't know why you don't cook more. You actually cook very well. I'd be like, Oh, listen. So the dude was like, I like cooking, but it just takes it takes up too much time, and then you cook for this whole time, and then you eat for like ten minutes. It's a scam. This is a scam. Who made this? There's so many steps. Like I be looking at you people on the Instagrams. Oh my God, y'all make some beautiful dishes. There'll be 85 steps and 700 ingredients. And like, I got to go to the store and buy a whole bottle of like cardamom, for example. I'm just thinking of, Mm -hmm. I think you bake with cardamom. But anyway, like cardamom, right? And this Mm -hmm. is going to cost me like $7 and I'm going to use a teaspoon. Teaspoon. Like this is this is why I don't cook more honestly because like I love very flavorful. I mostly like international dishes. Like to be real with you, like if I had my choice to eat, first would always be Japanese, um, then <clears throat> um, Caribbean, followed by Thai. Those are my tops, right? So <clears throat> you know how long it takes to cook any of them dishes and how many ingredients did you? A bunch. So anyway, I made this comment about. You would think that I would like cooking more because I be watching these Food Network like like Food Network stays on my TV for the most part. Like Food mm-hmm. Network TLC, they got me in a chokehold. I don't really know where any other channels on my TV are. It's mostly about those two. So, um, but yeah, I don't like to cook. And girl, I be so into the competition shows too. The competition shows I've gotten into recently, and they have me in a chokehold because I be sitting there watching them like I can cook. And be sitting there fussing at them like, girl, what's wrong with you? You knew that you needed like, more flavor. Watching, um... You knew you didn't have time for that. <laughs> you should be plating. Um, I don't know. I was watching um, Next Level Chef and this girl up there just kept burning shit. And I was just like, why? Even I'm not going to burn this stuff. Why? What are you doing? What are you doing? And after the last time, before she went home, that last time was the last straw for me, and I ain't even near her. I was like, she got to go. Please get her out of here. Please. She about to burn the kitchen down. I have this uncontrollable, like, anxiety about undercooking meat. Like, I'd be stabbing mm-hmm. at it the whole entire time because I'd be like, is it done? Is it done? Because 
I should just buy a thermometer. I really should. But I haven't. Um, because again, it's just one more thing that you would need in your kitchen. So um <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I make all the juices go away in my meats because I'd be stabbing them throughout the entire time it's cooking. I'd be like, is it ready? Is that too pink? Wait a minute, that's too pink. Let me stop. And then <laughs> get you a thermometer, friend. <laughs> gotten certain cuts down to a, I've gotten certain cuts down but oh my god like I made pot roast for myself for Christmas and I don't currently have a crock pot mm-hmm. <laughs> how did that turn out I mean it turned out good but when I tell you <clears throat> yeah I have never cooked pot roast without a crock pot so I can't I can't say anything about that yeah I was pleased, but yeah, I checked it a couple billion times. <laughs> Girl, I did um for Super Bowl Sunday. I made me some meatballs and put them in the air fryer. I was like, I am never using my oven again. I need to pull off the shelf. I am never using my air fryer. I mean, my oven again. Like the convenience of just taking it out and pouring the grease instead of having to like line my pan with foil and then like get rid of the grease that way and all messy and sticky. I just pour it out. And I was like, oh, this is just so convenient. Should have did my squash and zucchini in my air fryer. I'll do the next bet. Yes. Yeah, I'll do the next bet in the air fryer. Because I oven roasted. I roast. Yeah, I roast all of my vegetables in the air fryer, especially when I'm just cooking for me. Yeah. I bought more carrots. So listen, <laughs> you're not gonna be able to tell me nothing. I don't like carrots. But when I do put them in like my smoothie, I be feeling real bougie. Mm-hmm. I bought carrots and yeah. celery because I hear the celery is really good for detoxing and I don't know. I ran down this rabbit hole and I found out how like your liver controls like everything and celery is really good for mm-hmm. detoxing the liver. So I bought some celery. I don't even like celery. Yeah, me either. I, okay, I'll take it back. I don't dislike celery. Like, for example, I had celery <laughs> in my pot roast. Um, but celery is such a, like, it is such a definitive taste. Like, if you put it in mm-hmm. a smoothie, I don't care what else you put in the smoothie, you're going to taste the celery. Right. I want a juicer, but it's my understanding that, like, juicers, you get more waste then you actually even get juice no one has time for that Mm -hmm. i would be so sad so i'd rather make a smoothie probably pulverize all the good ingredients out of it but make myself mentally feel better Mm -hmm. let's get this topic going Okay. okay so last week we talked about the different types of love according to the greeks according to the nasties like key said Love, never need it. Oh. There she go, y'all. So we talked about the eight types of love and how we can personally explore each love a little more. So if you haven't listened to the episode, please go listen to it now. All right. You want to talk about our day arrest, sis? It's here. It's here. We've been teasing y'all since probably like December about the day of respite. It's finally here. 
is coming on March 12th. We take in self-care Sunday to a whole new level. We gonna have, oh my God, we gonna have a speaker. We gonna have journaling. We gonna have yoga. We gonna have sound bowl. We gonna have massages. We gonna have snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, <clears throat> if you consent, um, you will be on our live broadcast. We are going to do a portion of our podcast um, live, and we're gonna have audience participation. Hey, 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 hey. The tickets are on sale right now. And the first three registrants get a little extra something, something, because everybody gets a goodie bag. Everybody gets a swag bag. But the first three registrants, <clears throat> excuse me, they get a little extra something at no cost to you. And we also highly encourage you to be um, first amongst the first to get your tickets because we have a limited amount of early bird tickets that are going for only $45. After that, the price goes up. That's right. So go on and get it. I'm going to get the tickets. Go on, go on get the tickets, friend. We want to see you because um, I had a few people, quite a few at that, um, tell me, oh man, I ain't going to be able to make this one. So I'm going to give you for this one. <laughs> Hey, remember you had said <laughs> we're coming for you. You couldn't make the first one, but we're coming for you on this one. Okay. Kiki. Mm-hmm. Ain't we giving away a free ticket? Oh yeah, we are giving away a free ticket, sis. Tell them so, about the free ticket. Listen, we're giving you a free ticket. That means you getting all of that that you just said for free. But this is what you're going to have to do to get that ticket. And listen carefully. You're going to have to be following us on Instagram, number one. You're going to have to be following us or subscribe to our YouTube channel, number two. Number three, under our original post that says 312.23, I'm going to need you to go under there, tag two friends, Say, check this out and done. Okay? Done. You got to tag two friends. Done. Done. Okay? That's what you got to do. Four things. Make sure you're subscribed to the Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you probably already handled one and two. So that's not really anything for you to do. But Trey, you gotta go and find, or you gotta go to the, you gotta go to the post. Not that hard. Go to the post, tag two friends, and be like, done. And come get your, come get your free prize, sis, mm-hmm. and bring two friends. By the way, tell them to get a ticket. Yeah, bring your two friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are giving y'all a week. All right, from today. Until next Tuesday. So the 14th to the 21st, y'all got a whole week to tag your friends and tell them about this this event. And then we're going to do a drawing and you'll know who the winner is on the 21st. We'll post that on our IG. Okay? So go on and buy your tickets, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only going to be one winner. So if you okay. buy a ticket, 
and you win, of course, we're going to give you your money back. But there's only going to be one winner. So go on and buy them tickets. Right. One winner. That's it. Okay. So shall we go into our For the Culture segment? For the culture. 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 We're going to get into some topics. All right, y'all. Our favorite segment. <laughs> we gonna talk about these Grammy wins and all the records that were broken. She gonna talk about them Grammy wins. I didn't watch the Grammys. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. I just, <laughs> I just saw all of the records and I thought that they were very, uh, especially since it's Black History Month. Let's talk about the records broken so we can talk about the new history that's being make, made now. So first, we have Viola Davis, who won a Grammy for narrating her audiobook of her memoir, Finding Me, which helped her to reach official EGOT status. Woo! So that makes her the sixth Black person, the ninth person of color, and the 18th person overall to reach this achievement. And the third Black woman. Hey. Oprah, <clears throat> sorry, not Oprah. Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson, and now her. And EGOT is an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. That's a lot. But she deserves it. So happy for her. Um, next, we have Beyonce who won four Grammys, which makes her the person with the most Grammys ever. So she currently has 32 Grammys in all. (laughs) So she won Best Dancing Electronic Album for Renaissance. (laughs) Hold on. Best Traditional R&B Performance for Plastic Off the Sofa. Best Dance Electronic Recording for Break My Soul. And she also had the most nominations this year with a total of nine nominations. But did not win the album of the year. No, she didn't. But you know, she always kind of gets snubbed for the the big, the big, big awards, like the actual ones that she probably should win. Well, that's because she don't show up. So I probably wouldn't give it to her either. Well, I mean, why would she show up when she knows she ain't going to win? It's a revolving door. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't watch the Grammys. Uh, I gave up award shows a couple of years ago. Um, I will, like if I'm spending time with my parents, they will definitely try to catch the NAACP awards every year and the BET awards because they, you know, black power. Um, <clears throat> but I don't really mess with these other ones. I really think that as a culture, we need to do our own thing have our own award show that's not the BET and the NAACP Awards. NAACP Awards, I, I I give them much props. They do a lot. They they have various categories. I love it. But they need some support. Um, mm-hmm. Literally and figuratively. Because, like, Beyonce don't go to the NAACP Awards. She get nominated every year, but she don't ever show up. Let's talk about it, B. Let's talk about it. Um, <clears throat> but we need our own awards category. Because, for example... The one thing I do know about the Grammys was how um, 
my Virginia homie um, showed his ass, Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> and he got snubbed again. Now, I will say, I do believe that academies and not record labels, because people want him to make money for him, but mm-hmm. people who recognize music and artists and whatever, I do believe he's getting snubbed. Um, at this point, I do. <clears throat> but he um, he lost to album he lost album of the year to Robert Glasper. Now Robert Glasper is my book. Like I love Robert Glasper. Like if you've ever taken a yoga class with me, there's a Robert Glasper track on my playlist. Like I love Robert Glasper, but I don't believe those two men should have been in the same category. Um, now Robert Glasper, his project that actually won it does have a lot of R&B artists on it, but I feel like that's where our music is so awesome in that, you know, we, we cross categories all the time, mostly because we made up this music, but we cross categories all the time. He is very much a jazz musician that has R&B features. I do believe black radio is supposed to be more of, it's just an artistic project. Honestly, I wouldn't call it anything but that. Um, he plays the piano. He plays, you know, he's got the the, the jazz like rhythms going on, and you got these R and B and these hip hop artists, you know, going over the beat. Um, but I don't think that him and Chris Brown should have been up against each other ever at all. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't really mess with the war shows, right? And the fact that um, and I know you had an issue with that too that her album was just dance electronic when we know that a lot of her single or a lot of her songs were kind of R&B, more soul-ish. It makes you kind of think of like disco, kind of. Like her, and I know that that's probably not a category, but I guess it's why they- It is a category. Is it? Yes. For Grammys? Is it still a category? A category, for sure, for sure. I mean, but it's- I was like, is it still a category? Because, you know, disco was like... <clears throat> but, you know, all of them award shows, they have, like, 80 awards, but you see about 10 of them because right. not enough TV time. Right. So, I don't know. Um, I don't understand how you can win Best Traditional R&B. Um, but right. then turn around for a, a track, but then turn around and win electronic mm-hmm. album. And, like, I don't know, like, I like this Beyonce album, this Beyonce project. I really do. Um, but I wouldn't call it a dance album. She got two dance tracks on there. I can see Maybe why three. they I can see why they put it in a dance category, but the whole project is not dance. Like it was made for dancing, but I don't think it's the actual dance electronic. It's definitely not electronic. Because those two together give you more of a pop feel. And this is more R&B-ish. I think Beyonce did a good job of giving all of her fans a little something. Well, she does it most of the... I think she does it most of the time. It's like... Yeah. She gave her club kids a little something, but no, this wasn't a dance CD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind of what kind of uh nominating they were doing this this year. That's why I'm watching. They do it every year. <laughs> All right. So the last one is um 
Lizzo won a Grammy for Record of the Year for about damn time. And she was the first Black woman to win the Record of the Year in almost 30 years. And the last being uh, Whitney Houston for I Will Always Love You. <laughs> yes, Key? Like, cool. I said cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember what it was. Super Bowl. Oh yeah, that's right. The Super Bowl. Our girl Riri <clears throat> came out there, and she had been saying there was going to be a special guest. So mm-hmm. we're like, "Ooh, is it going to be Jay? Ooh, is it going to be Kanye? Ooh, is it going to be Shaggy? Ooh, is it going to be yeah. Sean Paul?" It's Rihanna's it baby bump. <laughs> <laughs> came out. And announced that she's having ASAP Rocky's second baby. Um, and we ain't getting no CD, y'all. We're not getting an nope. album. We're not. She finna uh, go on to the house. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Excuse me. I don't know how far along she is. But traditionally, you know, women, especially the thin ones, they'll just have a little belly with their first baby. But they kind of. Um, expand a little more with second baby. Um, right. And so, so I feel I, like I was just, I was like, I don't know why I thought that she just had this baby. Like I literally was thinking in my mind, she just had this baby a couple of months ago. No, it was like early last year. <laughs> yeah, her baby's almost nine months old. I was like, I don't know, I guess because I don't like, since she out of the public eye for a while, like yeah. I just didn't put two and two together. So. No, and you're not the only person that has said that to me. I'm like, that baby was born in May. Right. It's a tour. That's, that's what I had to tell my mom. She was like, didn't she just have this baby? I was like, nah. Everybody said, like, I was laughing because somebody on my um, Instagram stories, by the way, normally I don't find some of my followers funny. Um, and I'd be like, oh, okay, they're just, you know. They were a riot this weekend. I don't know what y'all was drinking on or something, but my Instagram followers were, or the people I follow, I'm sorry, not my followers. I love y'all. The people I follow were a riot this weekend. And one woman was like, I feel like they didn't wait for the stitches. <laughs> I saw um, a guy on TikTok. He was like, this is just for ASAP Rocky. Like, we don't, nobody else needs to watch this. He said, if you're not ASAP Rocky, don't watch it. He said, Get off her. <laughs> I think he so, was about the album too. I was like. So Baby Boy was born in May, first of all. Second of all, y'all know she did her annual show mm-hmm. about November-ish. And that's and right. Was- and I forgot to go back and watch it. So that's probably why it was like out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about or put two and two together that. Mm-hmm. Sis was snatched, so she clearly had a baby bump. But what I was bothered by was people choose the wrong times to be allies and advocates, okay? The wrong times. Oh, God. You had women and men, like y'all was, okay? Um, That was like, "Uh uh-uh, we shouldn't be body shaming her. She ain't got a baby bump. She just got pregnancy weight. And I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> this Rihanna, 
Her baby was born in May. This Rihanna ain't no way in hell she's still carrying baby. This Rihanna, you know, granted she does what she want to do, but she, um, you know, got chefs and gyms and money and money and money. Um, did I mention money? I don't think this is gonna carry a whole lot of baby weight from May to February. I just don't see it happening because she loved. To- I'm not going to lie. I I started off saying this might be a little bit of baby weight. But then like after I Googled when she actually had the baby, I was like, oh, mm-mm. it's it's not baby weight. Mm-hmm. The baby mm-hmm. been gone. I've seen some of the craziest things, y'all. Um, this woman was so loud and wrong. She was like, mm-mm. I know diastasis is rectile when I see it. Obviously, you don't. Obviously, you don't. Because um, if Rihanna had diastasis rectile. Two things would happen: the world would have known. Number one, um, number two, there would have been a whole like public service announcements about diastasis rectile. People still don't know what I'm saying. We're talking about. And three, um, we would have seen her diastasis rectile since May. We ain't seen it. Sis had a whole Fenty uh, show. Now I haven't seen her showing off her belly like she used to. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's working through some stretch marks or whatever. I give her another, well, now she's having another baby, so never mind. I was going to say, I give her a year. She worked the vitamin <laughs> E oil and stuff out, but not. She's going to she yeah, you're gonna have, to wait a, gonna have to wait another year. She might not get rid of these stretch marks. Not not on top of each other like that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of trauma in the skin. But she's also rich. Rich, rich. So they might just go ahead and permanently airbrush her. I don't know. I don't know what rich people do. but um. I say all that to say, y'all was advocating and allying, and I loved it. Y'all just very much do things at the wrong time. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> Good and pregnant. They waited. The stitches was healed. It was a calculated reveal, as we all should have known. It was very Rihanna. Very Rihanna. Yeah. Are we going to discuss... Whether we liked it or not, or we gonna leave that. Up? Um, we can leave it. We gonna leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gonna leave it alone. We got a lot to cover today. Anyway, time for our this week in Black History segment. And what her earrings say, y'all? I am Black History. I ain't got no statement, but mine just says dope. Guess we just gonna say Black people are dope. Okay, we dope. That's it. All right. So I said, the first one. Mm-hmm. February 12, 1909, the NAACP was founded. This is especially special to me, um, having been a a not very strong member of the NAACP. Look, look, give me grace. <clears throat> but it's really cool because NAACP is amongst the oldest or like organizations for black people. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two organizations that it, that are still here today. I'll say that there's been tons of black organizations, but two or three organizations that have been here since the early 1900s. Y'all keep coming for people in the 1900s. Like this is 1900s for real. Like right. the O's, the O ones and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was Alpha Phi Alpha in 1906. Alpha Kappa Alpha in 1908, NAACP in 1909. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, 
uh, the women of Alpha Kappa Alpha may or may not have influenced the NAACP a little bit. I don't know the whole history, so I'm going to shut up now. But, um, yeah. Okay. That's a special one for me. (laughs) So the next one is also on February 12th, 1972. Al Green's Let's Stay Together hits number one in the U.S. Let's stay together, together. Loving you Okay. <laughs> I was two stepping with my daddy right now. Um, February 13, 1923, the first black professional basketball team, the Renaissance, was organized. Interesting. Interesting. Um, on February 14, 1817, Morehouse College was organized in Augusta, Georgia. And it was later moved to Atlanta. And I believe that the first name of it was Augusta College. Probably that's right. (laughs) Nah, like, you know, colleges was hella generic back in the day. Right. University of North Carolina. That was literally University of North Carolina. It's not fancy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It it just, what is it? Oh, that's the University of North Carolina. That's what Uh they did. And so, like, um, Fayetteville State. Literally used to be Fayetteville's Teachers College, <laughs> Howard University. Used to be, it used to be a teachers college too, and it wasn't always. I don't believe it was always Howard, but you know, they, everything was just simple back then. Yeah, I don't know where some of these fancy names come from now, Stanford and stuff like that. I can only assume it's rich people who started them. Yeah, I don't know. gotta be. <laughs> Oh, sorry. February 14th, 1967. My girl, my fellow Aries, Aretha Franklin, Riri, recorded her version of Otis Redding's hit song, Respect. The song was later released on April 29th. Respect. Just a little bit. R-E-S-P-C-T. I don't know what it means to me. R-E-S-P-C-T. Respect. I feel like she did that behind the scenes. She did. I'm pretty sure she did. She was sis was sassy. Okay. What was that video that you told me about? <clears throat> um, I think it was like her birthday or something. Oh, no, no, no. She was saying how she had quit smoking that year. And they were like, well, what are you doing, you know, to stay healthy and to, to stay, you know, to stay on top of it? She said, <laughs> young men and eating right. <laughs> And she said, but the young men are winning. <laughs> and she skipped away. That was the funniest part. <laughs> All right. So on February 15th, 1979, Donna Summer won Best R&B Vocal Performance in the female category for her song Last Dance at the 21st Grammy Awards. And that's another one that don't make sense. That was dance. That was dance. Definitely dance, but it's an R&B performance. <sighs> Anyways, go ahead, sis. February 16th, 1951, New York City Council passes bill to prohibit housing racial discrimination. Today, there are more protections, including age, gender, identity, marriage, or partnership status, 
and more according to the NYC Department of Housing Preservation and Development or HPD. And those protections are very temporary. <laughs> You're right. That is a very generic statement. So we don't know what the protections are. There are protections, but we just don't know the details of those protections. Nor how long they will be there, thanks to our new Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, God. Another topic for another day. We're going to have to do another political episode so we can keep people in the loop. I'm ready. I know. I'm ready for you to inform me. Anyway. <laughs> On February 16th, 1970, boxing legend Joe Frazier is named the world heavyweight champion. By the way, um, gosh, what's the podcast? Um, uh, Black History that I know maybe you didn't either, something like that, Mm -hmm. um, done by BDOT. I learned the other day about Jack Johnson, who was actually the first black heavyweight champion. Interesting story. Really? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have so, to send me that. Huh? You're gonna have to send me that podcast because or send me the name so I can look it. I heard about it on the Breakfast Club. Um <clears throat> anyway, February seventeenth, nineteen ninety seven. Let me go ahead and repeat this real quick for y'all. Nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Virginia House of Delegates voted unanimously to retire the state song Carry Me Back to Old Virginia. Which is a song that glorified slavery. In 1997. Mm-hmm. The late 1900s. The late 1900s. So y'all want to say that all this stuff we should forget about? Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. 1997. Mm-hmm. And last, February 18th, 2006. Shawnee Davis becomes the first Black athlete to win an individual Olympic gold medal during the Winter Games. Shawnee Davis won for, God, he was um, a speed skater, I think. I think so. Yeah, he won in, I know he won in Italy, but um, let me see if I can find it. Yep, speed skating. All right. So that was our Black History segment. Hope you learned something new. We did. Um, And we're still learning because history is still being made every day by us. Okay, so let's get into it, shall we? Last week, we talked about the different types of love and how they influence our relationships. So in order to obtain love and sustain it over time, um, we have to have intimacy. And just like with love, you know, people always associate love with just like romantic relationships. Intimacy, they also associate it with just sexual intimacy. However, intimacy comes in different forms as well. So today we're going to dive into those different forms. playing our theme song the theme song we haven't flushed out yet Mm -hmm. okay there you go she's playing the piano with her hands (laughs) sounds good thank you thank you (laughs) 
Intimacy can be experienced in a variety of relationships. Romantic relationships, so that's between you and your boo. Familial or parental child relationships. Friendships. Siblings. Professional relationships, as well as community-level relationships. All the places you can explore intimacy. So. Oh, Kiki, what are the types of intimacy? All right, let's start off with our first. Um, Physical intimacy. So physical intimacy is all kinds of physical contact. So you think about kissing and touching and hugging and cuddling, just like he is demonstrating. (laughs) I'll just let me do anything. So when you think about physical intimacy, you think about people whose love language is touch. So they want to be touched um, very intimately. No, like people who just like touch, they just like touch. So So what? See, we haven't even got to sexual intimacy. She's already talking about private parts. That's the problem. That's why we got to break it down. If people are thinking about private parts. <laughs> well, that leads into the next, which is kind of a subset of physical, the sexual intimacy. So that's sharing your desires, your fantasies. And bodily fluids. <laughs> and your needs. I guess your needs include releasing bodily fluids. Yes. So that's also being able to comfortably communicate your sexual boundaries and your needs to your partner. This helps us to form trust and improve communication. And if we want to think about it in terms of the loves, the types of love that we talked about last week, this may go hand in hand with Eros love, passionate love. The love that involves touching your privates. What's next, sis? <laughs> so my love language is touch. Um and quite quite contrary to what people believe. Um and it's funny because like if you ask a man who truly never knows what their love language is, they'd be like, oh, physical touch. Like when you be like giving an example, oh yeah, physical touch. Because mm-hmm they're always thinking about sex or yes. something are mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um but actually like physical touch um i'm not thinking about sex at all right. uh, a form of intimacy like my favorite thing um i'm a cuddler i just want to be like up under you watching tv mm-hmm. or whatever until it gets hot and then i'll be like okay and then mm-hmm. i come back and yeah um that's it. So if you jump in my DMs, better know. Better be a cuddler. Yeah. I like cuddling, but also just like if you're sitting and you're just you just got your hand on my leg, that's enough too. Especially if I'm doing something and you just like randomly touch me. It just lets me know that you're paying attention and you know that I'm there, you're acknowledging me here. So we taking a drive and you put your hand on my thigh. We might have to pull over then. Ma'am, it's not about touching private parts. I know, but yes, I I like the random, <laughs> the random drive-bys of touch. Like yes. you know, just occasionally, just like squeeze my thigh if we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. 
pulling my phone, you scrolling your phone, just squeeze my thigh a little bit or <clears throat> randomly give me a hug if Yeah. No, that's exactly what I like. The random hugs, especially the ones from behind. It's just like, hey, it just feels so good. Yep. So next we have emotional intimacy. And this is being able to express your feelings and emotions, sharing both negative and positive feelings, being vulnerable and honest. Um, This helps to build trust. According to Dr. John Gottman, Dr. John Gottman's Soundhouse Theory, the foundation of all romantic relationships is understanding each other's physiological worlds, including history, hopes, worries, and joy. Um, This is a big one for me. Um, That whole helps build trust. Mm -hmm. I, I, I struggle in that area. Um, so definitely before I can say, yeah, I trust that dude. I got to be able to share positive, negative feelings. I got to be able to be vulnerable. got to be able to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need you to have an understanding of who I am. So, yeah, I. Yeah. No, I get it. Because if you're not able to be honest and vulnerable with your partners or with your friends, there's no relationship. Like you're basically having, you're basically an associate. Like we handle each other from a distance. But in mm-hmm. order to be close to me, we need to have some level of vulnerability. Yeah, and it goes both ways. Like not only do right. I need to be vulnerable with you, but I have to see you be vulnerable with me too. Right. <clears throat> um, I am, I am, um, I don't want to say victim, but I have experienced a lot of relationships where, yeah, you totally get to see their negative emotions when they're unhappy, when they're mad, when they're sad, whatever. But happiness just looks like the same. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, what's interesting is, you know, they talk about or Dr. John Gottman talks about the emotional intimacy being the foundation of romantic relationships, but I'm big on emotional intimacy in my, let's, I don't like the word platonic, but like my homegirls, my girlfriends, mm-hmm. I like emotional intimacy there. To be quite honest, the girls that I'm closest to, because, you know, I, I have levels to my friendship, my inner circle, I can be completely emotionally vulnerable with them. But if I'm unable to be emotionally vulnerable with you, then you're not in the inner circle. You may be in a circle, Mm -hmm. but not that inner one. Yeah. And I think that just that level or certain levels of vulnerability lets you know, like who you can talk to about certain things. You know, it's kind of like compartmentalizing your friends. Like, I know that I can talk to this, talk about this to this certain person or talk about this to another group of people. I mean, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Our next form of intimacy is intellectual. So this is sharing your thoughts, your ideas, or your opinions. But it's not about always agreeing with those thoughts, ideas, and opinions. But you should always be able to share freely. 
with your partners, with your friends, family, whatever. Whatever relationship you're focusing on, that's that's who you should be able to have a good intellectual conversation with without people getting mad. I have an ex and that's probably like his, not his, but our best thing. And probably what I miss about him the most is that intellectual intimacy that we were able to have. Like so far, it's been unmatched. Like I don't have that with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, not only like, not only did we, in a healthy way, see eye to eye on a lot of things. I'm not that girl. First and foremost, let me just go ahead and give the disclaimer. I'm not the girl that believes that I should be a like like my partner. I'm actually very much a yin and yang type of person maybe i need to change that but like i like like if he likes the color white i'm i like that i like the color black like i i like that kind of dynamic but um we not only saw similarly intellectually but where we did differ there was so much respect and ability to just be with each other Mm-hmm. Unmatched. Unmatched. We're gonna you said what? You said what? I'm sending him this podcast. <sighs> We're going to hope that you find that again, friend. Right. Um, spiritual. That's next. Being able to discuss the deeper meanings of life, values, morals, etc. <clears throat> it's not necessarily about religion or agreeing on certain beliefs but about to be able to express your beliefs, practice them, and being able to respect each other's beliefs. So a good example of this is, do I have any 90 Day Fiance fans out there? So well, I don't um, say I'm a fan, but I'm going to watch it if it's up there. I am a stan. Um, if they had a hive, I would be in it. Like, I am... <laughs> um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And... um. So the 90 day paradise, there's this couple current, this current couple, um, this chick, I can never remember her name because she annoys the hell out of me, but she is a 40 something, um, from New York. Mm. And it's funny because she is like 411. Um, the man that she has now married is six, seven. Mm. he is six seven dominican and he's like 26 um or he's like barely 30 or maybe just 30 but she is like pushing 50 and he is i think in his 30s maybe even 28 something like that anyway he's young there's a there's a significant age difference between them um but she practices ifa right mm-hmm. and um don't know if you're familiar with Ifa, but they wear the white, they wear the turbans, yeah. um, they have altars, it's always the sage, and or at least this is her version of the practice. I've seen right. something that looks a little bit different, but I don't know enough about the religion or the practice, so I'm going to leave it alone. But anyway, he said like in one of the first episodes where she was coming to the Dominican Republic, he was just like, yeah, I think she's a witch, but it's okay because I love her. I cracked up. I fell out. Like, cause you just see him. Like she, <clears throat> she came off the plane. She saged him down. She saged the cab down. And he's okay. just like, she's a witch. Um, <laughs> but you know, like 
he's just, you know, he's just excited to be getting some really. So he was like, I don't care as long as I get some. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they that's got always... into the room. She's staging everything down. She set up an altar. She's like, it was crazy. And he's just sitting there like this. But that's <laughs> the best example I've seen of like, I don't know if there's intimacy there because he's definitely not trying to understand and learn hers, but right. he respects her and give her her space. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot if he actually does, because he could be mean and be like, no, you can't do that here. I don't want to be here mm-hmm. when you do that. But, you know, that's the first thing that people always run to when they see Sage and all the altars and stuff. This is like, weird. So what? Like they didn't do that in the Bible. I'm gonna need some of y'all to pick up the Old Testament. Please, please read the Old Testament. You might find something in there that you just did not know. That's a whole podcast for another day. Whole different. Um. <laughs> so our next in form of intimacy is recreational. So this is just simply finding hobbies and interests that both partners can experience together. So just think about having fun together, trying new things, doing something different. Might not you might not like it, but it's something that you can do to kind of tighten the bond that y'all have. <laughs> you know, your face is worse than mine when it comes to expressions. What do you mean? Moving on, <laughs> creative. This involves creating and planning things together, expressing enjoying art together, or even planning your future or something in the future together, like a trip. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I'm gonna leave it up there because it kind of goes into another form of intimacy. But I'm gonna leave it at that. Creative and creating. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Touching your private intimacy. No. She said that, not me. I didn't say it. I didn't say that. What? Our next form of intimacy is aesthetic. So this is kind of similar to creative, but you're basically being able to experience beauty together. So think about watching a sunset or watching someone paint a painting. Um, something that's just like the title says, aesthetic. Um, it's to be it's about being able to appreciate each other's interest. Just know if you slide in my DMs, like I'm gonna be trying to catch you every full moon or like on the full moons to be like, do you see the full moon? Or my favorite thing in the world to do is to watch a sunrise or a sunset. Like I wanna be on the beach watching and I don't even need to be on the beach. Like I literally just like watching sunrises and sunsets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the person that will stop my car to look at a rainbow. I love natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so slide in the DMs, like don't be that dude when I send you something. You'd be like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Or even just like walks in nature. You know, like going hiking. Some people they like to hike together because they get to see different scenes, um, discover new waterfalls. You know, stuff like and that. Educational. Yes, it is. Recreational. All right. 
So don't think you don't like if you don't know how to fight a bear. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. Um <clears throat> It's a certain man that I'd be willing to go on a hike with. It's a certain man I'm not going to go on a hike with. <laughs> work. Um, work has a double meaning. So you're building intimacy with coworkers and within your personal relationships. Um, coworkers can build intimacy when they share tasks or group team building activities. And then there's other relationships. You're putting... You're putting in work to keep the relationship moving slowly. So that's what they mean by work intimacy. So that's like chores, taking care of kids, making plans. Um, and if one person feels like they're taking on more work or more work in one aspect of the relationship, like there may be resentment and relationships may suffer. Um, so I hear this a lot in y'all married couples um, where <clears throat> the wife because it's usually the wife. Um, the wife feels like she has to do much more of the child rearing, the household chores, so on and so forth. And then she got to tickle your balls at the end of the night. And like, um, there's always that conflict there. Because mm -hmm. by the time you do all that, you're tired. This is why women in the 40s and 50s did not work. So they had all the time to tickle your balls at night. But if I leave this house or, you know, because I work from home. If I work from home, work a good nine to five, and then if I happen to put, listen, and then if I cook, like if, if Nakia cooks, you better be tickling me at the end of the night. <laughs> um, Building intimacy with your coworkers. Hear me and hear me clear. Y'all take this work wife and work husband thing way too far. Mm. You're not supposed to be screwing the work wife and the work husband. Mm -mm. That's not how that works. No. Not the way it's supposed to work. This is just somebody that you can share ideas with, bounce ideas with. This person has your back. This person goes by goes gets coffee and come brings you back some that's it after five o'clock y'all shouldn't be going to hotels together having elaborate lunches i mean have lunch together because quite frankly you know lunch is a very important mental break on the job y'all better be taking y'all lunches we didn't told you about this Mm -hmm. And so then if you want to communicate with somebody you know typically that's where the the work wife work husband thing comes in but y'all going to the Hyatt? For... Stop. Just stop. Just don't do it. But yeah, um, coworker intimacy is really cool because, especially if you work in any type of high-stress job, you need that person that you can just decompress with. Mm -hmm. um, because decompression shouldn't just be at the end of the night or the end of the day. You want to take those mental breaks occasionally. You want to send a meme every now and then or whatever. And that's where, you know, that good coworker or that coworker intimacy comes in. Well, also, also just like having that intimacy with your coworkers, it makes your job a little easier, especially if you work with them closely. So like you already have the rapport to be like, hey, I need you to do this like ASAP or can you do this favor for me? Because 
this person's asking for this and I need this one piece of information and you have it. You know, like it just makes it a little easier coming from somebody that you actually like for them to say, I need something really fast. Now, if it's somebody you don't like, you can look at it like, you want me to do what? You don't even talk to me. You, um. So why didn't you send me that three days ago? <laughs> exactly. That's when the, her my last email come, you know those passive aggressive things start coming in you don't want that so even it, it doesn't mean that you have to have a deep relationship with every coworker, but if you have a good working relationship that's basically what you need to get through the days the weeks whatever and i'm gonna take this one step further right <clears throat> um what about the black people right yes. um if you work in a majority if you are the minority, whether it be women, whether it be black people, whether it be Indian people, whether it be Pakistani, whatever, when you become the minority, um, that's a different that that's another work intimacy there because you guys have the commonality of the shared culture, um, mm-hmm. which is different from everybody else's. And oftentimes the majority is going to say something to piss you off. You need that person that you can be like, did you hear what this bitch said? Mm-hmm. Um, you need that. Uh, so, yeah, that's another. I've been in that situation tons of times where, you know, the black people, we have lunch together. Um, mm-hmm. Don't eat at the potlucks, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we bring our own food on potluck day. Yeah. You got to. Oh, all right. Our next type of intimacy is experiential. And this is developed when you're sharing new experiences together or making unique memories with your partner or with your friends. So this is like trying something new. It's kind of the same thing as the recreational, creative, aesthetic. So like you're actually doing something new with this person and creating this memory with this person. So this is both of your first times doing something. It just makes it a little more special and you can have that bond together and have that memory together. Think vacation and couples goals. When you see these people going to UAE together mm-hmm. or, you know, they in a hotel or Airbnb that has a, a disappearing or floating pool, mm-hmm. they're experiencing something new together and then they just going to put it on the ground. Of course. And they're mad because I'm supposed to be there with somebody's son. I mm-hmm. love that Oh, you what? I love that account. Somebody son. <laughs> they have an account for it, a whole account. Oh, let me go follow them. <laughs> Give the ideas. Yeah. Um, social. Having the same social circle may mean you get to spend more time together. <laughs> I don't think sis likes that. Um, yeah, if y'all have the same friends, it's, it's good in a way because you do get to hang out with your friends a lot more. Y'all can enjoy stuff together, but then like what happens when, and this is what I'm thinking is like, what happens when we both get into some kind of argument, disagreement, and we ain't talking to each other. So now we got to go to the game night and act like we (laughs) like each other, or we got to go to the game, like, like come by ourselves and then try to act like we want to be there. All I'm going to say is you're going to date in our social circle. Y'all need to go ahead and plan out from the beginning 
who gets custody of who when y'all break up? Because it's <laughs> the worst. It is. It's the worst. Like, right now, um, I feel guilty every time I talk to him. But he's cool as shit. But I knew a couple. Um, they broke up. I think he's cool as shit, so I still be talking to him. But I gotta like sneak and do it, and I be feeling mm-hmm. real bad. And then I be like, I'm grown, um, and y'all been divorced for a long time, so I'm okay with it now. But right. before, yeah, in the beginning, it was awkward as mm-hmm. have a discussion with your friends if y'all gonna date in the friend circle, because the rest of us be like, do we need a document that like says who's the beneficiaries of this friend? Yes. <laughs> We need a little bit of a easy transition. Yeah, because it's not fair when you be like, because a lot of times they'd be like, oh, well, this was my friend first, right? He's uh-huh. cool as shit. You mean to tell me I can't talk to him? He be having a hookup on things. It's not fair. Um, <laughs> this is stress to the other people in the social circle. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. But I will say, again, if you slide in my DMs, um, I do enjoy having a significant other who is Greek. This is not a requirement, but I enjoy it because there is going to be a hell of a lot of fundraisers and black ties and events where I need you to dress up and I need you to just shut up, dress up and chill up. Shut mm-hmm. up, dress up, chill up. That's all I need. I don't need a whole lot of, and I don't feel like it, and I don't, I don't go either. But I need you to go, and you be my wingman to, after the hour, you start giving me the look. Right. Like, that's a requirement anyway, in any, any partnership. If you want to be with me, like, we need to be able to have a look. We need to be able to have a code word or something. Like, I need to be able to look at you and be like, it's time to go. Like yeah. I've had enough people in for today or for the night. Let's go home and chill on the couch in sweatpants and eat popcorn. Right. But yeah, I need you like having a Greek significant other. He already know that I spend way too much money on Greek paraphernalia. I'm mm-hmm. spending 60 bucks on a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. One. Um, two, he already got some suits ready. He just interchanged ties and and tops. So we mm-hmm. can go to this fundraiser and then we got to go to yours. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of things that I don't have to explain. Um, right. Nor does he get annoyed. Exactly. That's the only time that I really want to be in the same social circle as my significant other. Other than that, I don't believe in this. <laughs> I agree to a certain <laughs> extent. Like I agree. Our next um, form of intimacy is crisis so this is basically what it says going through a crisis or a rough patch together and this just helps you to empathize and support each other through hard times and be willing to be more patient and supportive as you heal from the situation so just like we said before when we talk about um being able to talk to your partner about positive and negative feelings i need to see you when you're you know, you're in a good place and I need to see you when you're in kind of a bad place. Like we need to have both of these interactions so I know how you handle certain things. Trauma bonding. <laughs> Look, we're not wishing this on everybody, but if it <laughs> happens, we just need to uh, be able to get through it together. Especially if you want a long lasting relationship. 
And if you want to kind of relate it to the types of love we talked about, um, the pragma, the enduring love, these couples are the ones that have to go through this. Like crisis management is probably one of the most important things in their partnership. Before I'm going to call you my man and you coming home to meet mom and dad and stuff like that, there's a few that has to happen. One, we have to travel, take a trip together. And mm-hmm. I don't mean like, you know, me living in the RDU area and we going to Charlotte. Nah, fam, we got to get on a flight. And like the flight is now like an integral thing now because these airline industries can't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. So I need you to deal with us being late. I want to see if you come to fuss at me because if you don't handle this, <laughs> um, so a road trip, a flight, and what's the other one? Um, road trips and flight. That's like that's that's high yeah. priority. I want to see you on those type of things and how you deal with the conflict, the crisis, whatever that may occur. Right. Oh, how we go to an Airbnb together. Because if you get ready to lay your butt in that bed and we didn't lice all it down, ew. That's true. That is true. I like traveling. <laughs> but no, nah, so um, I, I agree with the crisis thing. Um, not only that, like, <clears throat> I'm of a certain age where we have friends, family members, and parents who are dying now. So, you know, can I come to you? Can I be vulnerable with you? Um, can I cry on your shoulder? And like the stage of the stages of grief. Ooh, listen, mm. especially when you the parents. I got friends. I ha- I had several of my female friends that lost um their moms last year. Mm-hmm. And to any given day, my girlfriends will be sad. And it's like, can you deal with that? Can right. you deal with me just being sad one day? So I agree with this trauma bonding. Um. <laughs> Next is commitment and not just being committed to each other, but being committed to a shared goal. So buying a house, starting a business, building wealth, losing weight. Um, That one's key, right? Because I'm a want the cake always. But I'm consistently on a weight loss journey. (laughs) This has been a consistent thing. Um, So, you know. Tell me no sometimes. Yeah. Because we have a shared goal. Yeah. I agree. Because don't tell me too many times I need to put my cookie down. We're going um, to fight after that. We're going to yeah, be in gonna... crisis. <laughs> yeah, before we in a fight. That's when you'd be like, nah, babe, remember you had said, or we got to go to the gym in the morning. Mm-hmm. But one, that leads into our next one conflict which is being able to effectively handle arguments and disagreements being able to manage conflict is key in long-term relationships and like we said this is where the pragma love comes in the enduring love you have to be able to deal with crisis and conflict (laughs) if you can't deal if we can't get through a conflict or a crisis together no sir you a friend go sit in the friend zone (laughs) yeah that's really important to me i have to see us argue um 
no longer am I the woman that's going to pick fights on purpose, but yeah. I want to see us in conflict because I want to see how mad you get if you throw things, if you hit things. Like, I mean, those are things that I want to see. So I want to see the conflict. Like, I want to see how you argue. Like, honestly, um, couples argue. We come from two different backgrounds. We're two different people. Um, and again, I am the person that I don't necessarily try to date somebody. Um, I hate the term equally yoked, but I don't try to date somebody that I'm like this with. Like, right. like you know, I I love a good yin and yang. So with that said, we're going to be two different people. We're going to not agree. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that conflict or what that argument looks like. I need to know that you know how to argue respectfully. You don't go for the jugular and you're not going to, you know, talk about my mama. Right. Because, you know, that's an automatic fight. Your mama said, no, mm-hmm. you're going to be on the flow. And don't be bringing up stuff that I told you, like in pillow talk. Like if I'd be like, you know that girl Shannon, or you know my friend Shannon. Like I really can't stand Shannon, right? Mm-hmm. Are you in? And you bring up the fact. Remember, you said Shannon was fat. Ooh, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. Okay, I don't have any friends named Shannon, and I just brought that up as an example. <laughs> but that's what yeah. I'm talking. Like you can't just be mm-mm. right. Can't mm-hmm. be out here reckless with your words, sir. Right, man. Right. And the last one is communication. So this is being able to talk open and honestly about your needs without your partner feeling offended, criticized, or threatened. Who a whole mouthful. Whole mouthful. Um, pairing good communication with active listening skills will help to make communication more effective with each other. Active listening skills. <clears throat> We talked about listening styles in episode 35. Make sure y'all check that out. Wait, we have 35 episodes? We do, sis. Yes, we do. Okay. Communication applies in friendships, familial relationships, professional relationships, just all the relationships communicate is important. Communication is important too. So if communication is that important, obviously there has to be some intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't be honest with your friends, or they can't be honest with you, there's a breakdown in communication, or there's a level of intimacy that has not yet been reached. Okay. I would say, if you can't be honest with them or they can't be honest with you, is this truly your friend? Right. What about your friend? Get it. Hey, 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 hey. So we got the whole duo here, you know. I'm gonna sing the song, keep gonna dance for me, and then we gonna that's a, that's your entertainment. So what? I probably shouldn't say. It's all good, sis. We got it covered. All right. So moving on to our self care in real life segment, and we probably talked about this along the way, but which form of intimacy is your favorite or favorites? Okay, I don't like the word favorite for this topic so i'm gonna say the one that i identify with the most right yes um and i have shared along the way so if you didn't catch it i don't know what to tell you um but uh i'm sending this podcast to the man that i have intellectual intimacy with the most that has been like 
in my adult relationships, I recognize like how cool that is. Um, just doing like a reflection. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was in a relationship with a man. Um, we were very good on paper. Mm-hmm. We were equally yoked. Um, there was a lot of the matching, right? Right. We did not have the intimacy that I needed. And when I just used to be able to verbalize intimacy, but I will say that this podcast has been able to give me the language to be able to recognize which intimacies we were missing. Um, Mm -hmm. So again, reflecting back on that, I'm now able to say like intellectual was one that was just top notch with this one dude. But touch is my love language. So that's also a big one for me. Right. So for me, since my love language or two of my love languages are um, touch and quality time, I love physical touch, but more than that, I love to spend quality time with people. So that means recreational, creative, aesthetic, things that I can do and experience with somebody else, whether it be a partner or my friends, that helps to build intimacy. And that's probably my favorite. Of all of them, or favorites, Here group you. them all. Group them, group them all together. He said, "What? Very you. Yes, I like to do stuff with people. I don't. I'm not very big on gifts or anything. So, like, if you want to get me something for Christmas, like, let's do something together. Doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Doesn't have to be a long time, but just an experience. I like experiences." I'm pretty much an experienced person until I move. Um, so, you know, I'm still furnishing my house. So feel free to send gifts. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Amazon cards work too. Um, Kiki, which form of intimacy is your least favorite or that you identify with the least? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I have a least favorite because I've, I kind of understand that all of them have their place, right? Of course, we don't really wish conflict and crisis on anyone. So I guess that would be my least favorite. But I still understand the purpose of them when forming intimacy with someone else. Hmm. Um, Mine, like I trust earlier, social. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily even believe in that one. Um, and then I think from social, currently the one I identify with the least because I'm single, um, is, well, no, um, I don't identify with it because I don't have this level of, wait for it, intimacy with anyone, uh, the commitment one, the shared goals and stuff like that. Like, I don't have nobody that I'm working on nothing with. Right. So those would probably be the ones that I identify with the least. But as far as self-care in real life, like we want to be able to give you guys the tools and the language so that you can develop stronger bonds with your partner and by, you know, your your spouse, your friends, your coworkers, even your children. Like as a parent, are you missing any intimacy with your kids, right? Are you uh, teaching your kids to appreciate or do you have that kid 
that appreciates aesthetics and beautiful. Like there are, there are creatives. Like mm-hmm. you look at your creative child and be like, that is dope. Knowing they've painted that same picture 17 times and you have it all over your refrigerator. But are you building that intimacy with your creative kids, that aesthetic in- intimacy? Are you teaching your child? Um, are you building uh, spiritual bonds with your kids? Intellectual. Like, we, we want to be able to allow you to have fulfilled relationships because that is a definitely a form of self-care so we want to give you these tools that you understand what the intimacy is may look like and where you may need to improve there we go that's it so y'all know it's the time to tell y'all to share because y'all need to share this podcast with your friends the drugs so what the drugs is wearing off Okay. I'm um let me wrap this up. Y'all share it with your friends and all these people y'all trying to get intimate with in whatever way. It's a good it's a good topic that y'all can talk about, especially your intellectual people. All the people that love the int- intellectual intimacy. This is a good podcast to share. Share with your friends in your group chats everywhere on your social medias, you know, tell people about the podcast, go and rate and review it, subscribe, like, comment. All of that good stuff. All of it. All of it. All right. And don't forget about our day of rest. Don't be, don't forget to get your tickets. Don't forget about the giveaway. 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 Okay. And that's it. You got anything else to add to this? Okay. Because we I hate need my packaging. You what? I hate my doll packaging. We okay. I want you to take care of yourself and um go ahead and hammer out all those my dolls and just put them in a cup somewhere because I don't need you stress. Huh? That's a good idea. Yeah. Just go ahead and hammer them out. You know, get them out. So I want you to take care of yourself, sis. You too, friend. Thank you, friend. And always remember, everybody, to take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and all of the other things that help you to bring your wellness together. All right, y'all, that's it. Bye. (laughs) 